On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Gen V does to college what the boys did to celebrity. If Daryl can can-can his way out of the Moulin Rouge on The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. And if the taste buds can get to the bottom of what makes a good ensemble in the first shushy of the season. All that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every single live-action TV show based on a comic book. I am your host for the evening, Mike Gravano. Don't touch that die. I know I'm not your normal host. I'm not here to be professional. I'm not here to be Cassie. I'm not going to apologize for every little thing I say. I'm just here to tell you about comic book TV. God damn it. And we're going to be on this ride together, and it's okay. With me, as always, is Caitlin. Mike, you went into old host uh, Taylor's cadence. I'm going to be here. (laughs) And I feel like you've got this, dude. You don't need to you don't need to be a Cassie. You don't need to be a Taylor. You can be a Mike. And I believe in you. How would how would how do you can you do what you think Mike should sound like? Because I don't even know anymore. I mean, if I just screamed like into the mic and like that's what you want. That's what you want from me, Caitlin? that's actually what I want. You want every listener to turn this off right away? I mean, that's that's what we want, right? I think my best, (laughs) most authentic self is me trying to be Taylor and Cassie at the same time. That's that's the (laughs) version of Mike people actually want to be around. You are the best little fucked up little baby of both of them. Well, let's see if this guy has anything nice to say to me. It's Ryan. Hello there, Caitlin and Mike. I am here down here in the lobby and i am here in it you'll notice something different about me won't you i don't i don't hear anything different that sounds like the ryan yeah, i know this is you this might not be different fav- you might not my favorite popper boy you might not just hear something different but see something different he has a potato is it because you have a potato now you're holding a potato and wearing a large top hat that's all just uh, i'm not holding a potato that is my chips and weenies uh, I am naked, and I am going to use the clout of this podcast to try out for the next season of Naked Attraction. I will be doing this entire episode totally nude. Uh, How does it make you feel? Uh, I don't love it. Uh, my flippy floppies are blowing in the wind. Yeah, the, the twigs and berries are out there getting nibbled by the wind. Caitlin, do you know about this show, Naked Attraction? I don't, actually. Oh, I think it it'll is. be Caitlin's favorite show of all time. <laughs> It has apparently been running for six seasons. Wow. Uh, in England, I guess they're more permissive. Uh, these people, somebody's like, I want to go on a date. But actually, I, I mean, well, this is a stupid accent. British Ryan, please explain what Naked Attraction is. So one person comes out and they're like, I want to go out with someone, but I, uh, but I don't want to talk to them. I hear their voice or anything. So just show me, their, first of all, their bottom half. And I want to see their vagina jeans or their pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-pee-p
Oh, and Comet, they do. They do not hold back. And you're like, oh, surely these people can't hear when they're being like, well, those are weird nipples. Caitlin, they can hear. They can hear everything. Should this just become a Naked Attraction podcast? Caitlin, what's... You want to, like, comment on everyone's weird nipples? They comment on everybody's weird everything. And they're always like, all bodies are beautiful, but... But That's a weird vag, weird. and I'm not going to go on a date with her. <laughs> but when they, when they show the nipples, the host will literally be like to the the main person, the person who is deciding on these bodies. They're like, "All right, person, we've shown you all the nipples. Which now you have to eliminate one of these people. Which of these nipples would you like to eliminate?" And the person has to be like, "Well, those are the ugliest nipples." And then it reveals the full person, and they have to come out and just be like, "Well, these are." This is the they person with those nipples. One person is fully clothed and one is naked, and you, there's a power dynamic. Clothes wins. Wow. But then, when they whittle it down to two people, the person who's been judging then has to be naked. And then wow. the two people who have had to hear the shit talk all episode are like, now it's our turn. Caitlin, will you watch this show and give us a review? Please. The, I actually might watch this show. Where where can I watch this? It's on Max. <laughs> I, you know what? I think this was targeted towards me. I've seen this, um, but I haven't like watched the commercial for it. So you know what? That was a really good commercial. I will be watching. I will be watching Naked. Inf- what is it? Naked Attraction. Naked Attraction. Also, neither one of you is saying anything about my nipple color. So, what do you think? It's. I thought, I thought they were potatoes, so they're like really nice and it, russet brown. It's so weird how russet brown they are. <laughs> And they have eyes, and that's disturbing. And one of the eyes has a writ. And one of the eyes has an eye, and that eye is on you. Well, listener, strap in, because this ain't your daddy, Superhero Show Show. Cassie is gone, and the cats, well, what rhymes with gone? Clown. Prawn. Clown. Orange. Tonight we are talking about The Walking Dead, colon, Daryl Dixon, Spider-Man and the Sting of the Scorpion, handing out the very first of the season shushies. But before all of that, Let's get to the main segment in Gen V. This week, on the very first two episodes of Gen V, we're introduced to Gaju, where the best young soups go to college in the world of The Boys. We follow Mary the Moreau. Boys. We follow Mary Moreau, who grew up in the foster system after accidentally killing her parents when her blood kinesis kicked in at puberty. They're on a scholarship. Her plan is to keep her head down and become a crime fighter. But her YouTube star roommate and the popular kids, Andre Anderson, Kate Dunlap, Jordan Lee, and the golden boy of the school, golden boy, have different plans. Mar- Marie is sucked into the popular kids club and then learns about the dark side of the school with child experimentation, corporate ties, and suicide. Taste buds, I ask you this. What does Gen V add to the world of the boys? Caitlin, I'm going to let you handle this one first. Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. Um, So... We watched two episodes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The first episode, um, I feel like it was very much the boys, where it was just like, let's throw in a penis here. Let's do something like crazy here. And um, and I honestly, I was like, I don't like, I don't like this show. This show's not good. The second episode, I feel like leveled it out and made it more like palatable and less like disgusting to watch. So I, I don't know. Um, I think, I think it's like a, a good, more level version of the boys, but I don't know if I'm going to continue to like it. Ryan, what do you think? I hated this. Whoa! 
I hated this start to finish. I found oh this God. despicable. Despicable. On every level. And, and can I, Mike, will you allow me? Is this the format for me to explain? I'll allow you, and nay, I demand you. I fucking hated this. I hated this on so many levels. Um, let's start with the whole thing of like, you, you, uh, you're on like that street, like you're downtown in some city, and you've got like the affordable restaurant and the unaffordable restaurant, and you're like, oh, but we only vacation so often. Let's go to the affor- unaffordable restaurant. That's the boys. Like I think the boys is like kind of a elite TV show, mm-hmm. right? I think that it's up. Like when it got nominated for best show at the Emmys, like I wasn't that surprised. Like yeah. I do think it's one of. It has the best writers, the best directors. Like I think it's very cinematic. I think it has the best dialogue, the like some really incredible ideas. And then I think we've been doing this long enough. We've been in the game. I call this the game. Oh, I like, like this, that. Can I call it the game? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've been in the game long enough to call it the game. I've been in the you, game nearly as long as you've been in the game, my friend. But uh, but you've missed like two of the last four weeks, though. Ah. Uh. All right. So in two weeks, I like, call it the game. If you if you could do four out of four weeks, then ne- if you can be here the next four weeks, wait. Let me look at the schedule. No dice. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Um, if you've been in the game long enough, you can just tell that they're like Amazon or whatever the streamer or the uh, the the production company is. They're like, um, let's do less money, less time, less talented people, and I, that sucks to say, but they just did. They just said no. We're not going to spend the money or the time on this lesser restaurant, and it just sucks. And you're getting you're getting a six dollar steak instead of a forty dollar steak, so but you could just feel it. There's a lot of uh, metaphor here. <laughs> I would love you to talk about the show. What? What? <laughs> uh oh, Mike liked the show, and he's getting pissed off. No, no, no. Uh, but be literal at all. Uh, every instead of bringing anything new to any conversation, it's old as shit and it's hack. Uh, so like everything that the boys brought to the conversation, this has literally nothing. So that's like the broad overall mm-hmm. thing all the way down to the grossness where I always thought that the boys brought, uh, and I know that, uh, Caitlin and Cassie thought that the boys always crossed the line in a disgusting way, like an over the top way. Mm-hmm. I always thought that there was a cleverness to the crossing the line. This with, with, with our, our three main female characters one gets a power by cutting herself. One gets a power by purging. And then our third, probably more supporting character, is a girl who um, convinces boys to do things because she uh, just has that power. She touches, she, yeah, if she touches them with her hands. Instead of rogue stealing stuff, she can make them do anything. She won't do it to girls, though, because she believes in that whole consent thing. But she does do it to every boy she sees. This is so written by 46-year-old men, it made me sick. All the way down to just, like, uh, throwaway lines of dialogue where everything, every retort was like, oh, yeah, eat me. Like, this, <laughs> was, this was trash all the way through. And I would say that, like, it, we have to divide the shows that we watch. Because we watch, uh, even though they're all based on comic books, there's still, I think, a dividing line of, like, let's just, let's be honest here, competently made shows and... Not so competently, and made sometimes shows, the show but. can cross that line, <laughs> right? The and Flash. I would say this is a competently made show, and on that side, this is one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, I I could not believe what I was watching. I th- they did not they they skated 
on the brand name here oh, in yeah, a way it's, that it, it I felt was like shocked any by. Of the, any of the disgusting stuff felt like, and I like the boys, the disgusting stuff. It did feel like, like okay, we'll show you a dick and a tiny girl pole dancing on a dick because that's what you think. But it really feels like it doesn't want to tell that story. It would rather tell – it felt more serious in a lot of ways, sometimes self-serious. Uh, they don't want to be as goofy or tongue-in-cheek as the boys. And so stuff like – uh, Cricket gets smaller because she pukes. Feels like, well, you're not doing the tongue and cheek thing, and you're not actually saying anything. Uh, but so, I, I think this is fully mid tier of all of her run of shows. I put this stack in the middle of the 68 shows we've covered. Uh, it was I. Do you know why I liked it? I was like, I think this might be the boys that the girls like because it focuses on women more. It's not as gross out, uh, which I actually never realized that was part of what bugged them. I always thought they were like, it's about bad men. Hey, girls, no, you purge and cut yourself. No, Don't no, you I, like this more? Fuck off. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> you know that's not what I was saying. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, but it's... I don't know. There, I, I think there's stuff to latch onto here. I'm interested in the mystery of the school. I like generally living in this world. I trust these people enough that maybe they'll figure out their rhythms. But this is the downside of – no, this is week to week. I was going to say the downside of binging is they don't have time to fix and learn. But maybe it does. I don't. I would – I think I would agree more with Ryan than Mike. But, well, You're allowed you to. Don't look I don't, nervous. I, no, I don't, like, I don't like the boys anyways. Yeah. Um, but this – I felt like the second episode tried to redeem it a little bit more. and But that first episode was – I just – with Ryan, it was disgusting how, like, they treat women. Yeah. And, like, that's what I saw in the boys. And then this is just even more apparent. Which is um, funny because it does feel like it's the, peop- the, the folks behind the boys being like, you know what? We've heard the complaints. We can do it. Well, this, this brought in a big CW guy. It felt, it felt CW for and good or ill. On- I kept thinking, like, does this remind me more of? And uh, I'm a big we on the 500th episode, the email episode, we talked about CW, and you know there were some people on that show that maybe you guys know that I love most of the CW shows. This felt more. This felt closer to Gotham Knights than The Boys to me. Of try hard bullshit, fuck Batman, or I guess the Titans then. Uh, the boys to me of just like try hard we've we've seen shows before we've seen how women are on like gossip girl and titans and so that's how we'll write them and the clearest thing to me like the the thing that really sunk the flag in for me if that's a phrase i don't even know if it is it is is, uh chance perdomo um i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch sabrina oh ambrose 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 um I'm going to give Sabrina more credit because we watched that show and we were like, "This Ambrose is wonderful. He's the best part of this. And then watching him here, he's not half as interesting. We were he like, oh. A charming accent. Yeah. Is it, what's his real accent? He's one of those. Is, is it like, let him be British and let him be real and maybe his acting can unfurl. Or maybe he's actually American. Fuck that. Give him an accent and then we'll want to watch him. Here it felt like he was doing a Trevor Noah impression, but like. On Sabrina, it felt like this guy is out charming all of the scripts. Yeah. And now after watching this, I'm thinking Sabrina knew how to write for him in a way that I never thought I would talk about Sabrina yeah. like that <laughs> because he isn't half as charming here as he was on that show. Who, if if there was a, a character or an actor to cling to, who who is it for you guys right now, Caitlin? That's so hard. I guess uh, Marie because she's a less like tainted person 
And I, I think Jazz Sinclair, the actress, I think can, I believe that she can hold down a show. Yeah, which she's the lead. So if, if there's one person to have, like, yeah, that's the important glad, one. That's a good pick. <laughs> glad, glad she's got it. Ryan, do you have, not do you have anybody? I, I'm forcing you to pick somebody. I am intrigued by, although I do think it's a little forced by, is it uh, Brandon, Brenda? Uh, Jordan Lee. I'm not sure what exactly their power is. Is it switch on command or is it switch when they use their power? It feels like when they get hurt, they protect that body by switching to the other one and that negates everything. And like, like so many of them, they're like telekinetic and pretty strong. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're also Uh, super strong. Um, but I, I, I kept going towards the want to be college student. Like I really just want to have a normal college uh, career want to have a college lifestyle of the uh, shrinky person. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Cricket. Cricket. But was also caught up in the my power is by purging, yeah. which is only something that you would find in a show that's based around a college. When when like, she was like, oh, it's painful. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Bring in some X Men stuff. And then yeah, when they showed why it's painful, I'm like, this kind of sucks. I like. I really think she's sucks. charming too. I think that actress is fun. Uh, when she is freaking out because Marie was freaking out and she's like, and they're all brand named of the superheroes, but she's like, I don't know. I have beer. I have vodka. I have weed. Give me an hour and I can get the hard stuff. Like that line. I was like, I want, I kind of just want college kids to be normal college kids with superpowers. Again, not yeah, the, the after school special stuff of it. Uh, uh, if you talk to a college kid, the, the, these are all college kids based on watching movies of college kids from right. 1983 and how they're acting. Um, when the show finally lit a spark for me, it was with about 10 minutes left in the second episode because Marie, um, Jordan Lee, mm-hmm. yeah, asked Marie to tell the truth about right. how they actually fought against Golden Boy. So, yeah, uh, we should, Golden Boy, who is the king of the school, says it in his name. Uh, do, you, do you see that uh, Golden Boy's actor's last name? No. What is it? Schwarzenegger. Oh, Patrick. Is this Patrick, Patrick. Schwarzenegger? Yes, it is. he is. That's uh, why he was familiar. He Ugh. He's the golden boy of the school. He's going to go places. He's going to be on the seven. He gets told that. But there's obviously deeper stuff going on. He kills his mentor. Then Marie walks in on that. And he's like, well, I can't let you live. And then Jordan Lee, who's hated Marie, uh, jumps in because Marie kind of panics. And Jordan Lee saves her ass. Uh, and then, but... Because of the corporate – and this stuff is what does work for me. Uh, and we get Ashley from The Boys, and I love this actress, uh, who's just like uh, a transgender Asian superhero. Not going to play in Missouri. No, no, no. We're going to put – do you know who Missouri can deal with and will feel woke? Our two black kids were there, and they killed Golden, Golden Boy to defend the school. Uh, and now, Ryan, go back and in. I, Jordan Lee does what? I love leaving this all up to Missouri. Hey, Missouri – you are cool with black kids, okay? You're not. You're not ready for trans kids. Good to know. But you're. You're now in 2023. Good with black kids. Thank you, Missouri. They got there. Thank. Thank you for letting us know that you're good with that. Um, but now Marie, our main character, has a choice to make. Does she tell the truth about the trans superhero, or does she uh, lie and take this opportunity that she's given to explain that she? Act, or she does she lie and say that she was the one that defeated Golden Boy? Right. 
and we have a choice that a character is making. And that was the first time the show was interesting in 90 or 100 minutes of watching it. And that's not a good sign for the show. Well, the main kid, who we thought would be the main kid, made a choice and killed himself. Yeah. I guess. I'm just saying it is a choice. Uh, That's Gen V. We're going to go week by week. But first, moments of this week. Caitlin, what do you got? Oh, um, gosh. Uh, I guess I guess it is just. No, this whole thing just sucked. It was so hard to find a good spot. Um, Moments right, we can be bad. First. We have to okay. forget that. Yeah, the seeing a wiener on screen for so long was just so awful. Um, with a tiny little girl on it and her just stepping on his balls and slapping his balls. Listeners, it's like twelve second stops. Don't worry about it. It's it's too it's like Borat. It's swinging. No, just kidding. But no, it's just I was just like, what is this fucking show? It's I, ridiculous. I cannot wait for Caitlin's impending review of Naked Attraction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't like genitalia existing. Ryan, what's your moment of the week? I have two, Mike. Uh, my moment moment of the week, my good moment of the week is Clancy Brown, who has this contract where he just comes in for one episode per Show all shows. Yes, for every show. No demand. Uh, Clancy Brown is the uh, aforementioned uh, mentor slash professor who does get burned alive, but uh, he's just always there to be like, uh, I seem good, but I'm bad, and then dies, and then just moves on to his next show. Like he he will just like go from studio to studio, walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Here's the thing like, I do, and I then, could do it like, on your show. <laughs> Uh, you guys, it is 3 p.m. I'm going to need you to kill me because I have to be on another show at 4.15. Uh, my bad is, and like, fuck, I understand the difference between characters that are supposed to be disliked mm-hmm. and bad characters. And this fucking social media guy on crutches, holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I wanted, oh, <laughs> this guy comes in and he's like, Oh, hi, black girl, hashtag black power, yes, queen, hashtag black girl, black guy. Oh, my God. I wanted I wanted to rip my eyeballs out. I wanted to shove my thumbs into my eyeballs. He, he is the difference between, I, I do think, the boys hits uh, old, is it Zaz? Is that what we call the airplane guys? Yes, the Zaz brothers. The Zucker boys brothers. hits the, the Zucker brothers level parody, and this guy felt uh, epic movie. Level, but like, no, we get your fucking joke, guys. It's not that clever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, mine, uh, two, uh, one, there, there's a fight, and so Golden Boy, all his stuff burns off, and somebody goes to punch him and accidentally just punch him right in the fiery dick. That's going to make me giggle every time, guys. Uh, and then there, there's another character who is like an actress, and she has like clout and then she wants to become friends with cricket and it actually seems like she's cool this is the one time the show surprised me and no she just learned cricket secrets and so to quote unquote empower her and other women she just tells everybody that cricket has bulimia and that show i was like you fucking jerk uh the show got me uh that's unbelievable there's another part sorry mike real quick um what's his name uh from ambrose from sabrina Mm -hmm. Uh, figures out that his dad knows where something is, so uh, he and the girl with the manipulative the Jedi powers, Kate, yeah, uh, they pull something out of a statue's wiener. Yeah, he just knows that it's in the wiener, and she's like, "Well, that's Freudian." No, th- like these writers have seen an episode or two of The Boys, and they just know how this <laughs> works. Like, 
Listeners, Gen V is on Prime week by week. Should be Gen D with all the dicks in this. Caitlin. Should be genitalia V for vagina. (laughs) Uh, That is so interesting that you bring that up, Caitlin, because uh, off air you were talking about a website you have. Uh, I don't really remember it, but what was it? Um, yeah, it's actually, it's not dick pics. It's uh, where you can see like fake wieners, just like the ones we saw in that Gen V episode. Um, and it's it's just like a, a running list of shows, movies, and everything where you can see like so, lots of fake wieners. A lot of it's just Game of Thrones. It's like Mr. Skin, but this is to warn you that this is coming, not to titillate you. But no, not I, real wieners though. No, no, no real wieners here. Hashtag no real wieners. What's the name of the website? Um, woodenweiner.org. Woodenweiner.org. I believe in this and you so much, hashtag girl power, that I want this website to succeed. And so I'm going to send you to my friends at cybersprout.net. Uh, they, it's designed specifically for WordPress, which I know we all know how to use. Uh, they have design experts, so people will truly, the words will pop up and make them see these fake wieners. Uh, they're well-versed in digital strategy, elegant design. They're going to focus on collaborating with you so everybody knows where these wieners are. Uh, they're going to provide you the tools and training you need if you want to manage and tweet yourself or they handle it. Uh, they offer premium hostings built for WordPress. Now you can focus on your website while Cypressprout handles the security, maintenance, backups, and speed optimization. Visit Cypressprout.net to get those wieners out there. Cypressprout, your partner for Digital World. We're going to take the quickest of breaks, and when we come back, it's shushy season. It feels like it was just yesterday, because I think it was just eight weeks ago that we wrapped up the shushies, but because we have 80 awards, it's time to start off this year's shushy season. And we're starting, as we always do, with Best Ensemble. Caitlin, what does ensemble mean to you? Ensemble. An ensemble means to me... um... Uh, it's it's just a, a group of people that are on a show that you want to just hang out with and do their job so good that you're like these people are these people are real I like them and I want to be there with them and I think that's what makes a good ensemble to me. It's just real because there's definitely great ensembles that I never want to hang out with because they're all terrible d bags. Mm, no, I only want to hang out with my good ones, like the Friends cast, like the Friends cast. Those I, are pieces of shit. I would people. murder every friend <laughs> in real life too. Ryan, now, can an ensemble is are they? Do you judge them by their highest heights or their lowest lows or somewhere in between? You know, I've switched on that, Mike. I think it's an incredible question. Thank you. I'm waiting for my point. Do we not Ryan. do that here? No, we don't do that. That's the other show. Um, I, 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 I think that we should stop giving like I, I stop taking away from ensembles because of the weakest link. Mm. Because uh, that way, like that would mean that like people would like start hating me and Caitlin because you're on this show, you know, like you are loving that. There's no points on this show. <laughs> there's no points. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> oh wait, ha, I just read future in the script. There will be points, my friend. Oh yes, there will be Shit. points. But no, I think to me, ensemble is from the French ensemble, which means salad with radish. Mm. I like Dude. a bit of a radish. Salmonier too, so like wine too. It's a good meal. Salad with wine dressing. Pour a bottle of wine into a somebody's salad and you fucking run. Toss you that because fu- they're pissed. Enjoy it. Oh, I thought you meant like blah, 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 the boy style salad, but no, you mean a, a lettuce salad. Do you mean eating butthole? Yeah, you pour a <laughs> bottle of wine, right? You pour Chianti. 
Go, Ryan. What, what's next? Let's talk uh, about this year's ensembles. Your first nominee for Ensemble of the Year, Caitlin, is Ben Wong and Yan Yan Yo as the Wong family. Jimmy Liu and Daniel Wu as the Sun family. And superstars Ki Hee Kwan and Michelle Yeoh in American-born Chinese. Woo! Um, this ensemble, love them all. Again, would love to hang out with this family. Or if not, just people from this this TV show. Um, I was this show always surprised me, and I think it was just like the superstar actors that were in it and all of them together. Um, the way the the dynamics they all had with each other, the family, just hit so well. So very deserving. I'm glad that they're nominated. I think it's such a hard needle to thread to hit the tone of this show of being like goofy, but you still need your drama to hit drama. Uh, Kid actors versus adult actors, and yeah, as an ensemble, I think they crushed it. And I do believe that the show was entirely cast before Everything Everywhere All at Once won every Oscar. So Nice. They lucked out. Good on them. Uh, Mike, your next nominee, Diane Guerrero, April Bowlby, and Michelle Gomez star in with their faces. And then the voices of Matt Bomer and Brandon Fraser in Doom Patrol. I mean, this is a longtime superhero show show favorite. These are the best of the best, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but it would not surprise me to know if they won or got silver medal every year that this show has existed. At least multiple nominee, yeah. At least multiple nominee. The most surprising thing, just the way this show works and time works, that I can't believe that this show has been on recently enough to count in this year's shushies. Yes, it was a long time ago. It was like 11 months ago, but it does barely count. Mike, keep it going for Deep Breath. Here we go. Kaylee Cuoco, Lake Bell, Pop Filter Hall of Famer Alan Tudyk, Ron Funches, Diedrich Bader, James Adomian, J.B. Smoove, Christopher Maloney, Jim Rash, Tom Hollander, Rachel Dratch, Pop Filter Hall of Famer Andy Daly, Giancarlo Ooh. Esposito in Harley Quinn. Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, one, we goosed it, but at, we didn't know they would be Pop Filter Hall of Famers, but... Uh, if you want to be hired in this show, you should probably be in our Hall of Fame. And yeah, these are some of the funniest fucking people out there, man. Caitlin, can you pick one MVP from the show? Oh, that's so hard. Um, God, who is who's Bane? James Adomian. James Adomian. Yeah. Okay, he's fantastic, but also Ron Funches. So those, I, I'm going to pick two. I love them. They're just kind of side characters, but honestly. It's they're all good. I can't pick up for my all my favorite babies. I, I okay. think everybody's Chris Maloney, Mahoney. Well, I, I was going to take Christopher Maloney. Christopher so. Mahoney. Mike, who are your who's your other one besides Chris Maloney? Uh, I, I think given the stank I had uh, based on the Priceline commercials, uh, and I guess to a lesser extent uh, the Big Bang Theory, I did not know. Kaylee Cuoco could hold a show show the way she does, and I don't think this show would work as well without her Harley. Oh, you do? You like the person who plays Harley Quinn? I might be a bit of a fan of Harley Quinn. Whoa. You would know if you ever looked at my calf. I will never look at your calf. Why do you always say that to me? Mike, can you tell me about the actors whose names are as follows? (laughs) Joe Locke Kit Connor, William Gao, Yasmin Finney, Toby Donovan, and the only time Olivia Coleman is nominated tonight with Heartstopper. 
man, she should be nominated every night. This is a great ensemble, and I guess it's good we talked about can your weakest link pull the ensemble down because... It's right where my mind went. <laughs> Nine-tenths of this cast understands... Wait, are you, are you shitting on the actor or the, or the writing? Hmm, it's hard <laughs> because it all just blends together. What's his name again? Beanie Boy. It's not being. I can't. I Did block we already him out forget? the minute. Yeah, I, I I block him out the minute that show's done. No, I I think he overacts. But maybe not. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's the writing because there was that scene, and I know we've talked about it before. But it, him and Nick were sitting next to each other and talking. I was yeah. like, whoa, I actually like this guy. So maybe when he's not asked to be emo Cow. and big and broad, uh, he's not a terrible actor. But yeah, it. it Ah, that is hard. Uh, but no. You have to agree, though. This season was his best season. It's like, only been two seasons. Have... Okay, yeah. First season was very unbearable with him. <laughs> Most <laughs> improved. My... Most improved yeah. character. Yes. That's what uh, Coach's Award he gets. Caitlin, so. can we think of somebody, one of our friends that we know who's emo and big and broad? Is there anyone we can think of <laughs> who's like that? Mm, that's so hard. I can't think of one I, I you, person Just one... whose name starts with an M and... Ends with an E. Mm, okay. Me? Shit. I still fell into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caitlin. This is so weird because Arthur Quinn, those are all cartoons. Mm-hmm. This one might be different. Alice Lee, Ishmael Sahid, Daryl Brown, Joel De La Fuente, and our new Clark, Jack Quaid, on My Adventures with Superman. Oh, yeah. This one... Um... Again, another great ensemble that is animated, and I, I, I can't even pick my favorite. No, I love Clark. Um, all these people work so well together. If we have a side mission between Lois and Clark, if we have Jimmy and Clark, and you throw anyone together, it's going to be a good episode. And I don't think we had one stinker of an episode, and I think it's because we had just such a strong ensemble here. Yeah, I think, uh, Caitlin, when you said to throw anybody together, that's a sign of a good ensemble, that it's never going to yeah. crumble a plot line because these two actors together carry it. We talked about this all season, too, but like when I said the Harley Quinn names, those are all of our favorite comedians. Like, yes. Literally our favorite. Like That's a fucking 1927 Yankees murderer's row of our favorite comedians. This is voice actors. They went for the best voice actor. Voice and actors in an epo, baby. And then, yeah, the one, <laughs> Dennis Quaid's child, who should be fired. But no, I. you know what I love about Jack Quaid so much? I think it's been documented on the show. Because he's, uh, he's such an epo, baby. He's such an epo, baby. But I think he knows that, and then he works hard. I think he grinds and elevates because he's like, I can't let people just think I'm an epo, baby. Uh, I what? think he elevates think every project was, he's in. How do you think Dennis Quaid was as a daddy? Ter- no, not there. Terrible. No, yeah. I Did guarantee you, see, you. Check out the movie Frequency where he abandons his boy, uh, and I bet it was similar to that. It's, I bet he really he, – he's like, I'll talk to you through the ghost radio, Jack. That's that's a movie that you can't rewatch because the other star is, I think, Jim Caviezel. Oh, really? Yeah. So when he speaks into a radio, and now it's like – Hello, Jesus. Uh, hello, Q. <laughs> it's me, Jim. Um, yeah, Dennis Quaid was a terrible father. Our, it was one of our five DVDs as a child, so we watched oh. it so many times. Well, we are the three people on this earth who have seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> With a lot of times. 
We've all seen it <laughs> a lot of times. A lot of times. Um, that should be a new question. Instead of asking what five movies would you take to a desert island, it's what five movies did your parents yes. own when you were a kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do think that I love the fact that they didn't hire a bunch of stars. I love yes. these talented voice actors together. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your movies or your TV shows are American-born Chinese, Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, Heartstopper, and My Adventures with Superman. And we have not... This is our first show of the year, so I should probably let everybody know that we had less than half of the shows this year that we normally have. So these are going to be your five nominees for every <laughs> award. Like, this is it. Let's get used to these. These are the ones we liked. Um... <laughs> One more time. And that we're good. <laughs> American Board Chinese, Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, Heartstopper, and My Adventures with Superman. Caitlin, what are your feelings? Where, 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 where are you getting vibes from? Uh, fillers and vibes. I'm I'm going to say the, our winner is animated. I think that's good. Is that, is that right? I think that's a good call. I feel like that acting is definitely going to break through to two dimensions this year a lot. Mm-hmm. Mike, what do you think? I agree. And I think uh, we love a new kid on the block. I guess is my adventures with Superman. And your winner is. Oh, you can feel the tension. It's palpable. That was a big envelope. It's such. A, there's still more. It's Harley Quinn. Oh, wow. My adventures with Superman. You will have your day in the sun, but it is Harley Quinn's time. And Harley when it has Quinzel. its day in the sun, it'll get so much more powerful, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I, let's hope it's not a red sun. God damn it. He he landed in Russia. So instead of being Mom Pa Kent's son, he was a red son. He was a Russian son, but also red son gives him a different power than a yellow. That's so fucking clever. So good. I love the comic. <laughs> Mike, that, you should probably take the show back before I keep that talking. That is, yeah. I don't, no, you see what you got to do with this. That is the Shushies. We will be here again the next 75 weeks with more awards each week. Now... The quicks of breaks, and when we come back, it's time for every other show that came out this week. It's time for the pull list, where we cover every other show that came out this week. We got a light load, so your first and last show is The Walking Dead, colon, Daryl Dixon. On this week's episode of The Walking Dead, colon, Daryl Dixon, Daryl and Isabel negotiate with the owner of the Demi Monde Club. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is Daryl Dixon a good name? For a walking dead colon? Like, if your colon came out of your body and was walking around, but it was dead, so your colon was the walking dead, would you name that walking dead colon Daryl Dixon? Yeah, God damn it, Daryl Dixon, get back in my body. Yeah, I think so. You tried it out. Back on my butt. But, try, Caitlin, try out a different name for your walking dead colon. Uh, I feel like a name that starts with a G, like, um, like little, uh, Gerald, uh, uh, Jeebers, Gerald Jeebers, get back on my on my so, behind. So you want double G's? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I'm glad. I thought you were going to say Gerald Jixon, so I'm glad you did it. <laughs> no. <your> last name, <laughs> no. Gerald Jeebers, obviously. I like Gerald Jeebers. Uh, Gazoo Tight Jones. Mm. Uh, GJ. Lisa Let. Lisa Loeb. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. <laughs> my butthole's name's Ryan. <laughs> Mine is too. <laughs> Did you hear that? Crazy. The the showrunner of uh, My Name Is Earl is coming out with a new show called My Butthole's Name's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Get a new shtick, guy. No, he's gonna roll. He's gonna keep rolling with this. His butthole won dead. the lottery. 
<laughs> Lucky butthole. The Walking Dead colon Daryl Dixon is on Sunday nights on AMC. When we come back, Spider Man! <laughs> Welcome to Ask Tasmania, bitch, a mini-show within the show that covers the seminal and underrated cartoon of the mid-90s Spider-Man, the animated series. On the sting of the scorpion, Jameson's obsession with destroying Spider-Man has hit new heights as he hires a man named Matt Gargan to try a new scorpion suit made in the laboratories of Empire State University. But the mutation of the suit begins to turn Gargan into a monster, and the show starts with Peter and Felicia walking down the street, and she says... This is not the direction I want to go. And he says, but I thought you lived this way. Not understanding what she was saying. Hold on. Is this a, is this a Parkerism? Is this a Spider-Manism? Or is he a fucking moron? I think he's a fucking moron. <laughs> or because she says, no, I don't want us to start dating because it's in media res. They were clearly having a conversation. And he's being willfully obtuse. Or, yes. Is there the third option? Oh, God, she doesn't want to date me. So I'm going to, as a joke... Be willfully obtuse that uh, just to avoid the conversation. Uh, and I, do, I don't like – I know we've all talked about how we don't like this version of Peter much. Uh, which she's like, no, I don't want us to start dating. His retort says, but we study together all the time. <laughs> Bro, what? She straight up, under no uncertain terms, says, you do my homework for me. <laughs> you, that's what you do. That does not mean we get to have dinner or do things physically together. And it's either stop doing homework with her or accept the situation. You can't be like, stop friend zoning me. Most of my relationships have started because I'm an incredible tutor, but that's because of my farting. Like, I'm a tutor. Right. You're the best tutor I know. Where was that Cinemax series? The Tutors, all about Ryan and his farting family. That's why he's my butthole. <laughs> Is that a reference to my walking dead colon? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, it is. Uh, they get distracted because some creep is following them uh, who runs away anytime Peter turns around to look at it. And so... Wait, hold on. Are you saying that this guy's bad at following people because he is three feet away from them? Yes. And then every time they turn around, he's like, whoa, whoa, but, God. No, but no. And like, hides behind a lamppole even though he is wide. Uh, so Peter just starts sprinting after the guy without saying anything to Felicia. So she thinks... She's like, I don't want to date you. So he just disappears into the night. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't, I can't ever think of you as a boyfriend. And then he's like, well, better chase this lead because that's, th- that other one's not working out. Well, before texting, before cell phones, ghosting meant you disappear yes, immediately. Instantly. <laughs> and say what you will about Peter. He's a pussy hound. So he knows he can't get Felicia's. So he's going to go after the pussy who runs away every time he gets looked at. Also, MJ is working out somewhere. Can't he go over to her house? MJ is at Aunt May's house coming over for dinner. They've met, and he's still like, nah, Felicia. Is it because the version of MJ was the cartoon Snaggletooth? Is that why he's not into her right now? <laughs> there was a couple of scenes, a uh, couple of cells, I guess, because uh-huh. where her face was melting off. It's, it's fine. It happens to the best of us. Uh, while... Spidey is after this rando guy. Uh, explosions start exploding. And we get, I think, the first Fantastic Four reference of the series. Because he says, if those explosions were accidental, then I'm the human torch. Which doesn't even really make sense. It's fire. You could make a better fire pun there, Pete. 
I, I mean, are we here to give this particular version of Peter Parker knocks on every line of dialogue he says? Because every line. <laughs> I, I feel like we've been harsh on this version of Peter Parker when really we should be harsh on every version of Peter Parker because <laughs> there is no filter with Peter Parker. Most versions of Peter Parker's lines of dialogue. It really right. is first thought, best thought for all PD Parks. Right. He's not, he's not running the material again until he gets his type five that always works. No. It's it's definitely quantity over quality for him. Always. Yes. And this one, particularly in the beginning of this episode, he just doesn't fucking stop talking. <laughs> it's like quip after quip after quip of a quip. And, you know, some of them did hit, but a lot of them didn't. Add, K- Caitlin, as somebody who's on a podcast with me and Mike, is that annoying? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I I feel like we're we are all the Peters of Parkers. <laughs> we are all the Peters of Parkers here. Uh, so explosions turn into people are shooting rockets at him. He sees them and he's just like TikToking on his web. But then they try to punch him and he TikToks out of the way again with their fist and then he just sprays them because they're normal people. And he's even like, "Where's my freaks at? I don't want to hit normal goons. This is boring." He's like, "I will be a pinata and you can't even get me." That, I mean, like that is sort of a superhero thing, right? Like. Doesn't Superman and Batman, all of these superheroes, don't they sort of want the overpowered costumed guys? Because, like, these are just normal humans. Yeah. What a drag. <laughs> but, like, no, if you punch them, doth they, they not die. bleed? <laughs> doth they not bleed out of every orifice? Or as Caitlin says, out of their Ryans? <laughs> uh we cut to uh, we're at the Daily Bugle now, and JJJ is pissed because Parker will not tell him how he gets the pics of Spider Man, uh, and even Robbie's like, "Come on!" And then we learn that Jonah is the one who sent the creep Gargan after him because Parker always gets the pics of Spider Man, so he must know Spider Man. Therefore, and I, can, I, I I'll cannot send a stalker. <laughs> I cannot connect those two. How could Parker get the things of Spider Man? There's no way to connect that. We must hire the weakest-willed Ross Geller of dudes named Matt Gargan to stalk Spider-Man. Matt Gargan got a total glow-up, even though we're never going to see the Scorpion in the MCU, even though they teased us. But he got a glow-up when they cast the dude... Nacho uh, from... From Nacho. When they cast Nacho. I forgot that Matt Gargan's actually supposed to be like a schlubby, pathetic Ross Geller and not Uh, like a badass gangster. Caitlin, in the uh, MCU, he's played by a character from Better Call Saul, which is a TV show. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I've actually never heard of it. Yeah. Um, you would love it. Uh, but does it does sound like a, a really bad show. No, it, it was good. Fun. It was good. It was good. But I never heard of it. She, it's just one of the best shows in the history of television. <laughs> uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, Parker. Mike, I have a question for you. Yes. Oh, sorry. We're, I don't know if we're here yet. Should I just ask the question? Yeah, just ask the question. Spider-Man is listening to J. Jonah Jameson and Matt Gargan talk. Yes. Outside the building. Yes. And then suddenly he's inside the building. I know a fair amount about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What is the power that gets him from inside the building to out from outside the building to inside the building in milliseconds flat? I he has Spider hun- phasing? He has hundreds <laughs> of powers. What is the power that gets him from that to that? Well, there's no Kitty Pride in this universe, so right. he just somehow, sometimes has her powers. Uh, and then when he does, he does. He says, "As for you, Prune Face, get off my case." You hear? He rhymes and calls Jonah Prune Face. Don't hate that because he's also like, "Hey, regard." And this is the smartest thing Peter's done: is he threatens Jonah, he threatens Peter through Jonah. 
He says, if I see your Parker kid on me again, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. And now J. Jonah Jameson's like, oh, they must not be friends. Also, Gargan comes at Spider-Man. Gargan's uh-huh. like, I'm going to get you. And Gargan, fucking, you're such a little... And Spider-Man goes after... Like, he throws like 3,000 pounds of webs and books <laughs> at him. Like, he does not let off. So, right before this... Peter talks about how much the web fluid actually costs, uh-huh. which apparently is is a lot. He's like, "You're making me waste all my very expensive web fluid," and then we see him just completely fucking jizz the shit out of this guy with all of the web fluid that he has. It's like you make make a choice, guy. Are you balling on a budget, or are you excited that you just made like ten bucks off these picks? Speaking about that, just before that, um, Spider Man does some dazzling things with his wrist, and then pulls back his wrist and it's covered with the white goo and Mikey has a little bit of white goo on his wrist and then he kisses it. Mm-hmm. You ever done that? Kiss the little sticky white goo that's on your wrist after you've done a good job? You got it. You have to give it a little... Mm. When you do a good job you got to celebrate somehow. Uh, after Spider-Man leaves Jameson takes uh, Gargan to the Neogenic Recombinator. And yes, it everyone three times because what a crazy phrase to throw at kids. There's a lot of science that they throw at kids specifically in this episode. Hey, Mike, can we uh, pull the curtain back a little bit? Yes. Uh, Cassie was supposed to host the show. Yes. And then you so valiantly said that you were going to host, even though that was absolutely your job to do. And so then all of a sudden you go from like casual Spider-Man episode watcher to host of this show. And then you have to be writing down. You take different kind of notes, Ryan. And I watched this three days ago. What is it called? The neo, but I did write this down. The neogenic recombinator. You have to, you have to know that this is called the neogenic recombinator. Uh, and then the the doctor Sitwell, Stillwell, which Stillwell. is the name of huh? Stillwell, Stillwell, uh, which is the name of the little baby from League of Their Own. Yes, Stillwell Angel. Stillwell Angel. <laughs> We're gonna win. We're gonna win. <laughs> uh, Dr. Stillwell says, I chose to use a scorpion because it's a natural predator of the spider. That's why I designed your suit this way. I like the poeticness of this doctor. It was good. I like that. It was like 10 points to this guy. <laughs> he, he knows how to use the noggin. That's for sure. A Hitler mustachioed tabloid editor owner uh, pitches to you, hey, change your DNA to hunt Spider-Man. Do you do it? If you're Gargan, you don't seem to have a lot going on up in the brain area. So, I yeah, I think uh, the, all these people found each other on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think anybody's ever asked because he gets made fun of a lot if he's gonna garganling these balls? <laughs> I, I, when I heard Caitlin say Gargan like that, I was like, oh, Mike's cooking something up. <laughs> Uh, so he, he becomes the scorpion and just instantly starts uh, hunting Spider-Man. And Jameson hops up in a Daily Bugle helicopter. This guy <laughs> thinks he's out to catch some news. The, but no. the DB1. Oh, or did it say J3? Oh, yeah. Is no. J3 on there? It's, it's not even Daily Bugle. It is the J3. They go back and forth. Of what Maybe Daily Bugle is his print media and J3 is his news channel. It's branding. That's what it, I think that's what it is. Uh, and he's not only is he watching Scorpion and Spider-Man fight from the helicopter, he is then trying to tell Scorpion what to do via the little earpieces everybody wears in these shows. Which he is ripping off 
he's like ripping the microphone from the helicopter pilot's helmet. <laughs> Why if does I was the helicopter pilot have the, the the link to Scorpion? If I was that helicopter pilot, and this is why I don't have my helicopter pilot's license, I would after one time of that, I would say fuck this, and I would crash the helicopter into a building immediately. If you fly helicopters, you have to deal with billionaire shenanigans. That is in the fucking job description. No, I would take a gun out and I would shoot the back propeller, which everybody knows makes it spin like crazy. If you've seen any eighties action movies, and I would crash that fucking chopper. Landing it is out of the question. Of course, no. I I would not land it for anything. For anything, uh, Scorpion seems to think that he's supposed to be the new superhero in town, but he's a little erratic because he's Matt Gargan. And uh, anytime he tries to go for Spidey, he just keeps knocking giant chunks of building directly at innocent bystanders. Hey, Mike, couple things, real quick, couple things. Uh, if somebody says, "Hey, I'm the new superhero in town," <laughs> that's probably not it. Probably not. He's probably not giving superhero. Number two, um, I'm going to be the new superhero in town. And you can tell because I'm going to shoot uh, high corrosive acid mm-hmm. at buildings that, yeah, will fall on innocent bystanders. Also, can we just talk about how Spider-Man figures out that he's probably not one of the good ones uh, when he feels like he's not really into, quote unquote, male bonding? <laughs> if you're not into male bonding, then you must be bad, right? You're uh, you're obviously not very good. I think I've been bad my whole life. <laughs> I can't think of a worse evening male bonding. Dude, okay, suck. podcaster. <laughs> Is that just the millennial version of male bonding? Also, should we talk about the fact that like in New York City, the city's so nice they named it twice? <laughs> New York City. <laughs> Home of Pace Picante? Oh, get a rope. Uh, maybe not every bystander is innocent. Like, I bet that tower probably oh, fell yeah. on some bystanders that aren't so innocent, and maybe were about to pour some highly corrosive acid on other people. Like, they yeah. pro- that tower that fell on some of those bystanders were probably about to kill some other innocent bystanders. Yeah, there's some Kendall Roy's down there. There's some yeah. dirt bags. So... Uh- he knocks down in the fight the, the water tower, and this washes Spider-Man out. Uh, cause Wait, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Are you singing a song we right go. now? Well, that's clearly <laughs> the inspiration for this scene. Was that in the credits? Yes. <laughs> Co-written by. <laughs> Whoever wrote that. Uh, and then Scorpion's just sitting there gloating, and J. Jonah Jameson's like, what are you doing? Just unmask him. And then this is, I mean, it's a sloppy show for kids. But the messiest, he just starts to go back. Argh. It is not clear until later that it's the genetic stuff is uh, attacking him. And Scorpion says, you never said this would happen. But we don't even know what's happening because it's messy animation. Um, I do have some information for you guys. Please share. Because uh, apparently all of this Fox shit is bullshit. This was supposed to be the second episode that was aired. It was supposed to be a continuation of the first episode where there was a lot of wonky shit going on. Where you try to turn yourself into half reptile, you turn yourself into a full reptile. And like what happened to Kurt Connors in The Lizard, this is what was going on with the Scorpion. That's why there's no MJ. That's why that the Felicia Hardy relationship was weird. This was the second episode. Well, and then the the Lizard episode was the one where Aunt May sets up the fact that she yes. knows MJ. Correct. So this was another – that makes sense. Got it, got it, got it. Makes what, lots of sense. What I like, the re, the, the out of And that's why he was wearing the same sweater. 
There we go. Oh. What, what I like about the out of orderness is because now this is five episodes later, uh, and this Doctor Sitwell says, "Oh no, Connors was right. You should never mess." With your right. own DNA. The nuclear chain reaction has gone too far. Although, I, I feel like people were saying that when he was like, oh, I'm going to go back to the nuclear reaction factory. And he what he, what he wanted to do was full-on Gilligan coconut it, right? Yeah. Like, if the Gilligan coconut gave me amnesia, then if I do it again, then I can get reverse amnesia. Uh-huh. That, it, well, Matt Gargan's the kind of guy who thought Gilligan's Island was a documentary. Why did the documentarians ever save those poor people trapped on that island? If Gilligan's Island had, uh, like, what do you call them, talkaways, where they just sat down, the people on that island, and they were like, oh, man, we've been on this island for so long, and I'm a little bit hungry. That would have been a better show. Yeah. Should we reboot yes, we should, Gilligan's Mike. Island, and it's hey, in the style of The this. Office? Producer Dave, cut this. We're redoing that show, and this is our idea. Caitlin, you in? Yeah. Man, she hasn't been listening to us for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I love that Kate, idea. Caitlin, tell us about the flashback we see of Jonah's background. Oh my god! Okay, so um, actually, this this happened when uh, Peter threatens. Um, yeah, we get a glimpse. Yeah, Peter threatens, and we get a glimpse, and then uh, we get the full story of what actually happened. But I don't think we get that till later, right? I don't know. Whatever. What happened is uh, uh, we get the story of what happened to. J, uh, Jameson's wife, mm-hmm. uh, Julia. So all J's here. Come on. J four, really. Um, and uh, she was killed by a crime boss because uh, he was following a crime boss. Um, the crime boss threatened him. He didn't take it seriously. So the crime boss came to his house and, and tried to kill him, but instead got his wife. But what's the most important part of this? They use somebody in a mask, and that's why he hates yes. Spider Man. Because anyone with a mask is bad. But, like, that's, like, patently stupid. Yes. It is patent. We, we see how stupid it gets by the end of the show. But uh, So they're fighting, and radiation made it this way, like you said. Uh, at a certain point, Scorpion punches through a wall, and it sets the bad shit off in the nuclear reactor. And then Spider-Man... Also, Scorpion's just looking for radiation yes. because he heard the word radiation yep. once, and he was like... Yeah, that's what made me it. So give me more of it because more of it clearly will cancel out because I heard a negative and a negative makes a positive, And that's what I want. Bro, if I if I put a radiation tube in my right ear, it will come out my left ear and then mm-hmm. I will be good. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of like Gargan just like not understanding. And it was like, I, I don't either Gargan, but I don't think that's the answer. But at this point, uh, Bill Nye or Beekman's World yeah. style, Spider-Man just tells the kids who watch the show, legit how a nuclear reactor works. Why? Why do this? Why slow down this fight scene for this? I think that it's important for Spider-Man writers of past and present to make people know that Spider-Man or Peter Parker is one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe. Mm. Is that important? Because it's important to know that uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is scientific, but also he's the kind of guy who will also say... Hit the red button. It's always the red button. Yes, which is yeah. that's not scientific, but that's the kind of thing that Peter Parker will say. I don't know. No, I like that. That you know what? That's a good argument because I was just like, did somebody just learn whatever the '90s version of Wikipedia? Somebody went down a rabbit hole in nuclear fission, so they're like, well, I'm going to put it in the script. But that's that. That's a good in-universe reason for him to do that. Because, but like, smart. that's why I love when he hangs out with 
I think it's I think it's awesome when he hangs out with Reed Richards because like he's learning. Uh-huh. But I love when he's hanging out with Johnny Storm because he's like Johnny Storm's always like, "Shut the fuck up, you nerd! I'm gonna hit you." <laughs> uh, in 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 the scuffle, Scorpion is crushing Peter, and J. Jonah Jameson says, "Oh, you're a greater evil, and heaven help me, he's the only one to stop him and save Spider Man." He kicks, he kicks Scorpion, gives him a good old kick in the shins, only to get a bonk on the head from the tail. He takes J. Jonah Jameson takes a bonk on the head. Bonk in the heads can hurt. Yeah. And he's somebody who seems like he's been bonked in the head one time uh, too many. I'm going to give you both one right now. Tell me what Please it feels like. Don't. It feels like a bonk. And if I get a bump and I press that bump, that bump will show up in a different part of my head, Ryan. All right. I don't want that. Uh, then they taunt Scorpion until he gets so mad because we've learned Gargan doesn't like being made fun of. And then he gets electrocuted. And then the big red button gets hit. This is the part where Gargan realizes not just that he's the villain, but also a cartoon character, right? Yeah. Like he's like, oh, he's making fun of me. I have no choice but to do things that only a cartoon character would do. I have to run in place for five seconds to speed build up my speed and go after him. Uh, Spider-Man goes to shake Jonah's hands when all things are settled. And he says, I guess things will be different between us now, which does make sense. And JJJ slaps that hand away, way, way, and says, things will never change. <laughs> Which is the most, regardless of what year he was born, J. Jonah Jameson will always be a boomer to me. Like, he is the definition (laughs) of a boomer. (laughs) For sure. And then, before we actually get out of here, Felicia almost hits Peter in his Peter suit in her car and says he has earned a lunch date by ignoring her. Healthy. Healthy, Felicia. Can I just say that, like, uh, there was no Transformers in this episode. There was no uh, yeeting in this episode. I thought this was like a perfect episode of television. Like this was the the most well written <laughs> Spider Man episode we have seen so far. And it was supposed to be number two, so yeah. they got worse. I would say the rest yeah. of them were number two compared to this one. It is time for our Spidey Awards. Caitlin, what is your best web zinger? Uh, you mean the Webbies? Mike. The Webbies. Excuse the Webbies. Me. Uh, for my web zinger, um. It's it's we open up with such a, a good one where um, Felicia is talking about how Parker knows everything basically about s- s- science stuff. And he's like, I guess I and complimented something about radiation. He's like, I guess I simply glow on the subject of radiation. I don't know why. It must be in my blood. As like he winks at us. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, my God. Fucking. That's pretty <laughs> I had to good. Listen to that three times because I was like, this is that's just too golden. It's too gold. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, this could have been a winner for another one, but I chose it for the web singers. It's uh, who do I look like? The tick. Yep. Uh, in that vein, I really like when he's on the phone with Aunt May, and she says, "It sounds like you're catching a bug." And he says, "I certainly hope so," because yep. he's trying to catch a scorpion. Which is uh, such a weird yep. thing to say to your aunt. Yes, like mm-hmm. we get it because he's Spider Man. He's trying to catch mm-hmm. the scorpion, right? But like Wait. to say to your aunt, that's no weird. filter. He's broke brain. Uh, He's always on a sitcom. Ryan, I'm going to give you 17 points. <laughs> oh, thank Ooh. you. That's Those honestly more points than anyone has ever scored in this game. <laughs> well, you know what? There's a new sheriff in town. Next, we're going to go to best, nope, Kung Fu Grip. Ryan, what do you got? Um, I have what is called uh, Roast Punch. Oh, I remember what it's called. Uh, why? I wrote that. Uh, 
<laughs> roast punch is where you roast the scorpion so hard that he has no choice but to punch you, and then you grab his tail and electrocute him. That's a good one. Caitlin? I don't know how your brain put that together, but um, you did that. Mine is just web fluid. It's just... It's a it's a hot topic of this episode, and we just get a, a, a good old a good old schmackery of it. Good old schmackery. Schmackery. Uh, I that's just not a move. So roast punch is going to get four points. Well, he I mean he has to flick the wrist. To, you know that is a move. He does that a lot. He just does it a lot. There's not a specific time. Uh, he talked about how much it costs. It's a lot. What's the most '90s thing, Caitlin? Most nineties thing, uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be radiation. Radiation's fucking hot as hell right now, and <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's a it's and no one understands it except for Peter. But we can't understand Peter when he talks about it because it's just too scientific. I, yeah, um, that is like look, it's nineteen ninety three. There's radiation over there. Let's just get to it. Whether you have uh, uh, like a disease or a popcorn bag, let's just go there. And either way, it's like radiation. They will be fixed. This is a good type. This is a good radiation, actually. You want this? You got to look out for the bad radiation and avoid that. Ryan, what is your most nineties thing? Mike, whether you are cable or bank robbers, you have a fucking shoulder cannon. You have oh, yeah, a yeah, giant yeah. white gun that you can shoot at Spider Man, and even though he can gently TikTok around it, you have a shoulder cannon. Shoulder cannons are super nineties, but I don't know if you caught. That radiation is hot as hell right now, Ryan. So Caitlin gets <laughs> twenty-two points. Woo! New York is a character, Ryan. Is it? Oh yeah, of course it is, Mike. And I wrote this down. Uh, Spider-Man is telling <laughs> jokes, like insulting Scorpion, and Scorpion says, "I knew I should have never left Brooklyn." And I was like, "Hell yeah, we know what that means. <laughs> should have never left Brooklyn, because Brooklyn's in New York. Brooklyn's where it's safe." Where a bunch of dumb Matt Gargans live. Fucking Matt Gargan, you piece of shit. Every this I have you ever seen a Jerry on this show so much? No. Everyone was like, You fucking Matt Gargan, you piece of shit. You get the fuck out of this room. <laughs> Caitlin, what is your New York as a character award? Uh mine is it's the water tower. Um I the water tower is just a staple of New York and every building has one. Yeah. We got to see it. It fucking crumble. We got to see it take out some civilians. Spider-Man. It's it's a good one. Why? Water water tower. There's water everywhere. Why does every building need one? Hey, Mike, I had an they HM. I dropped a drink. What is your HM? Uh, at one point, Spider-Man says, um, I think he's uh, trying to save something stinky. And he's like, why can't anybody ever rob a bakery? And I figured, like, does New York have a bunch of, like, even though everybody, like, pisses on the streets and shits in the rain gutters. Because New York is like the stinkiest city ever. Uh, there's just so many like good smelling bakeries. Yeah, there are. Yeah, that's where really the bagels. birthplace of the Corona, my friend. Get up at five a.m. Have that. It's not worth it. <laughs> nope, it's not. <laughs> the bagels are fucking good, though. Bagels are pretty good. Uh, Coronas are good too. Just not five a.m. Good. Nothing is. Tabulating, Caitlin, you get eight points for the water tower. Does anybody have a mystery note award? It's okay if you do not. I don't think I have one. This award is bunk. We have to think of a new one. We all write, We all understand our notes too much. I think yeah. we we didn't realize how much X Men broke our brain because eighty plot lines were happening every second. Yeah, and so you just that's fair. Maybe a new award. Uh, looking at this, uh, Ryan got thirty five points. Caitlin got thirty four points. Oh, it was neck and neck, but Ryan takes it down. 
Uh, do I? Can I give a speech? Speech, please. <clears throat> I, uh, in, can, I, I'm so... in your speech, can you please weave in websites people should go to? I have so many people to thank, but uh, first and foremost, I have Caitlin, who um, did an incredible job in the Spider-Man segment, but not like a 98% good as job of me, but not as good as me. Uh, Mike, obviously, for giving me the amount of points that I so wholeheartedly earned. And then uh, popfilter.co for like always being there for me, for giving me the home base of operations that um, is always there for me to like give me the podcast that I need and the articles that I want. And um, uh, Jesus, uh, popfilter.co slash Amazon. That is like where I go to like get uh, not discounts for me, but discounts for them, like to give them the, the shekels that they need. And then there is also other websites like uh, uh, what was it, Caitlin? Uh, woodenweeners.org? Wooden we- yep, <laughs> woodenweeners.org. But like wieners, another word for wieners is wood. So like woodwood.com is, is also there. Wood, wood. Wood, wood. <laughs> but no, woodenweeners.org. If you want to see all of the fakest wieners in Hollywood history, woodenweeners.org. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Caitlin, a rare silver medalist speech, and you must weave in other shows. Um, uh, I want to thank uh, Ryan first because um, he said I was like 98 degrees, and I do feel like the Nick Lachey of the group, so thank you. Um, you said 98, like something. <laughs> that is true. And he I'll, did say 98. He said the word 98, and I, all he I can think of was Nick, Nick Lachey. <laughs> and so I, I took that as I am the Nick Lachey, so thank you. Um, and I have to weave in something. What did I have to weave in? Other shows. It's crazy how when Mike talks, you forget about it five seconds later. <laughs> really do. That's no, no. It's not just Caitlin. It's everybody. Oh. <laughs> um, the the year. Hear this. The year, not ninety eight. Hear this. Seventy three. <laughs> what do you know about nineteen seventy three? 1973, and I was what a year we uh, a fragment of someone's imagination. Caitlin, but were your parents even born movies. then? Yes, they were. They were ten years old. Cool, little babies. Um, were they but... already fucking? No, your parents were already having not... sex at ten years old. No, I hope not. The seventies were crazy, bro. Seventies were crazy, bro. <laughs> Wild, and you know what? I don't, I wouldn't know anything about that, but you know who would? If all, everyone who listens to Movie of the Year, um, and me because I listen to Movie of the Year because it talks about all those good ass movies that are part. Well, not all good, just you know, a lot of movies from 1973, and you'll get to hear which one's good and which one's bad if you go over to Movie of the Year. And there's some experts on there that that talk about it, and some of them might be in this room. They're behind me, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> they're all behind you. Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, Ryan, rebuttal, and we've been social media. Uh, rebuttal. Caitlin, um, I would say that the people on Movie of the Year are actually dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> and are uh, pieces of shit, and I would say that they know nothing about movies. But the people that do know about movies are on Instagram at your pop filter. So why don't you mm. follow that shit unless you're a fucking racist, are you? No, I'm not a racist because I've already followed. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. Or other social medias. Blue sky. Nothing but blue skies.
Yeah. Nothing but that one blue sky. I'm sorry, Mike. What is the follow order at at blue sky dot media dot social dot at pop filter dot blue sky dot this is real please dot go dot here. <laughs> so follow that. Um, and yeah, and um, I feel like you've been rebutted. Caitlin, rebut to his rebuttal, and weave in our email. Uh, Ryan could be your colon if you go to our email, contact at popfilter.co, and you ask for it very nicely. You say in the email, subject line, please, and then subject, make Ryan my colon, Daryl Dixon. Uh, and, and we'll understand. <laughs> Hold on. At our company store, if we could make a little thing where you put it over your colon and it's just me, so you could film me with my mouth open, but it's just shit coming out of my mouth, and you could record that. So these are so just like undies with the hole in it. Yeah, exactly. Butthole panties. I was trying to be long about it. You you got right to the meat of the bone. Butthole panties. (laughs) Right to the hole in the butt. So this is a thing that already exists. My no, I don't know. This is my favorite alt nineties band though. The butthole panties. (laughs) Did they they sing my favorite song, Jägermeister Blues? Yes, they did. That is all the time we have, but please join us again next week with the return of Loki, Mysteries Unravel in Gen V, and Spider-Man goes up against Craven the Hunter for... I'm Caitlin for Caitlin. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs>